2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 to 11. It says that God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that by always having enough of everything, you may overflow in every good work. As it is written, he that scattered widely, he gives to the poor his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Now the one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all generosity, which through us brings about thanksgiving to God. The theme for 2023 is the year of the overflow of grace, mercy, and power. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't, I don't hear any excitement. Hallelujah. A year for grace, for the overflow. Grace for mercy. Grace for power. Hallelujah. But the last verse that we read, verse 11, says that God will enrich you so that you will be able to give. So that you'll be generous. Which through us brings thanksgiving to God. So the mainstay of the overflow is not for you to hoard. The promotion is to bring glory to God as you become generous. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. See, anytime my year of blessing, my year of supernatural miracles, my year of increase, all that has undertones of selfishness. But the word from the Lord, the, the main reason is in verse 11. You will be enriched in everything. For. The word for is the same word because. Because of generosity. Hallelujah. You'll be blessed because of generosity. You'll be blessed because God wants to use you as a channel of blessing for others. Hallelujah. So it is not so that you can have and hoard. Buy more clothes than you need. That is not the import of it. Hallelujah. No, it's not. Don't be shallow. Know that you are a conduit of God's blessing. Hallelujah. He says that you are the salt of the earth and the light to the world. A light does not benefit itself. Light benefits all. So that everybody can see. If the lights go off right now, we will all be deficient. The light is static. The light knows where it is. The light doesn't have to move. The light doesn't have to find anything. But we have to move. We need the light. We need the light to see what we are doing and where we are going. So we don't fall. Are you with me? So God is going to bless you, not for you, but so that others will become beneficiary. Hallelujah. So that in the end, the thanksgiving will go to him. Hallelujah. The blessing that you have is a demonstration of God's ostentatious uh, blessing. 
his, 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 the way, the wasteful type of blessing. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. It, it, it is not because you are so handsome. It's not because you are so nice. It's not because you have something that nobody has. Because you pray so much, so God is blessing you for the sake of blessing. No, no, no. He's blessing you because the Lord is your shepherd. And he shows us, he shows everybody, if I can make him my shepherd, then he will bless me like he has blessed you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the whole reason is so that God's name will be blessed. Pastor Gloria was in the spirit when she said that the poor man's wisdom is despised. Your Christianity and the power of thereof is despised because you are broke. But when your Christianity is backed by blessings, by wealth, when you tell somebody that give your life to Christ, they will. Because they know where it leads to. Am I making sense? So start being the one through whom your family is blessed. You are an answer to somebody's prayer. The Lord showed me that he has made me an answer to somebody's fasting and prayer. So when he puts in my heart that I should bless somebody, I don't think about it. I just send the money. Because I didn't pray. I wasn't thinking about it. But somebody has been fasting and praying that God will let me hear their need and send the money to them. And God has made me hear that I need to send money to somebody. I don't have to now go and say, God, listen, you don't understand. I have more needs than the need they have. The need they, they have is only 100 pounds or 200 pounds or 300 pounds. My need that I have, 300 pounds will not do anything. In fact, 300,000 will not touch the need I have. For one million, I haven't even started. You heard her talk about the village. The Kavi village, we need 11 million to buy the land. So what is 200 pounds or 300 pounds in the grand scheme of things when I need 11 million? Am I making sense to somebody? You are more blessed than you think. I say you are more blessed than you think. And it is time for you to become an answer to somebody's prayer. Hallelujah. Let your river flow to somebody. Let somebody praise God because of you. Some people, they are on my salary. Uh, what do you call it? My, they are my payroll. They don't work for me, but they are my payroll. Every time I have to pay them. They've never done a day's work for me. But I am their solution. Do you think that God is not aware that he has to make sure that I have enough to bless them. 
Because of them, I have to be blessed. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because of them, I have to be blessed. Because if I'm not blessed, then I cannot bless them. My niece came to see uh, Pastor Gloria, and she has a baby. The baby depends on my niece. My niece depends on me. So can you imagine if some, the money stops going? It's not just my niece. My grand niece is also going to suffer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now God has to give so that I can give. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Stop being selfish and stop being stingy. Remember you are somebody's answer. Somebody's fasting is because of you. And the answer is what I'm telling you so that you become a generous person. Stop being stingy. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. We are talking about the overflow. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and others besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Hallelujah. Now, Ammonites, Moabites, and the Syrians came to attack Jehoshaphat. He had three prone problems. Syrians, Ammonites, and Moabites. Now, Ammonites are related to Judah and Jerusalem. Ammonites came from Ammon, who was a brother to one of, uh, what do you call it, Abraham's kids. So, you have family problems. The, um, what do you call them? The other one. The Moabites, they were the economic power of the day. They had economic power. Hallelujah. And the Syrians were the political power of the day. So it was family problems, financial problems, and political problems. Can you see that in 2022, into 2023? Somebody's fighting somewhere. But the fight is affecting your, your energy bills. It's affecting the job you are doing. You are losing your job. They are scaling down because somebody has decided to do politics. It has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with you. Remember, Jehoshaphat was minding his own business when Mount Seir, Ammon, and Moab came to attack. Verse 2. 
Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are at Hazontaba, which is Engedi. Hallelujah. Be careful what you hear in 2023. That brings fear. See, the thing that Satan tries to do is to make you afraid before the thing comes. How many heard about the bills rising before you received any bill? Give me a wave. And, and how many, when you had the bill rising, you became disoriented? You felt afraid? Some people moved, made some decisions because of the fear of what was about to happen. How many have received your bill since then? Have you died? Have you not paid the bill? You see, so, so the fear of what you are hearing is one of the things you must be careful about. Okay. Somebody told, why did you go and tell him that they are coming up? He already knows. Verse 1, they told him. He knew that Moab was coming. Ammon was coming. He didn't know the next, the, the third people. Said, Besides, there's another group. He didn't know about it. But in verse 2, somebody says, Syria is coming too. Now, in Syria, which was not mentioned in verse 1, has been mentioned in verse 2 to increase the fear. Be careful what you allow to hear enter into your head. It's this type of news. There's now they've released the, the Chinese. They are bringing a bigger, uh, what do you call it, monkeypox, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 COVID, COVID-25 is coming with that. Be careful what you hear. Verse 3. Jehoshaphat did what? Feared and set himself to seek. You see, fear is not a good thing. Don't allow yourself to be afraid in 2023. I said, do not allow yourself to be afraid in 2023. No matter what happens. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, the Bible says that anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And the thing that overcomes the world is our faith. And faith is the opposite of fear. So anytime you have fear, it means faith is gone. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? So anything that will make you afraid, forget about it. Don't allow it. How many know that fear, really, when you analyze fear, it is a nonsense. Whether um, you, 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 I don't know what, what alarm this is about. <laughs> Give me volume on this. Listen, fear itself, when you analyze it carefully, it's nonsense. You know, one day Paul decided to analyze fear. In Philippians 1.21, he said, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I live, I will do the work of God. Christ will be glorified. 
if the fear kills me, I will still gain because I'm going to heaven. So really, why should I be afraid? When he said, you don't go to Rome, there, there, there's a prophet called Agabus. Agabus brought a mantle. Give me, give me. Agabus brought a mantle in the prayer meeting. Put your hands together. Your hands together. This your hands. And Agabus prophesied that the one to whom I will tie their hands, they are going to be imprisoned by Caesar and killed. As he was saying this prophecy, he was tying the hands of Paul in a prayer meeting. The ones whose hands I tie, as he was tying it during prayer meeting. So after the prayer meeting, they told Agabus, they told Paul, please don't go to Rome. Because as the prophet said, you can see the thinking was tied on you. It's still on. It's not being removed. <laughs> Let me move it quickly before something bad happens to you. <laughs> Paul says that I must needs go to Rome because I have a message to deliver to him. So Paul went to Rome. People, well-meaning people are sometimes used by Satan to increase fear. Well-meaning. You can't buy a house. You can't buy mortgage. No, the mortgage is high. You can't buy. You don't qualify. You can't. You can't. Then it paralyzes you and you're sitting there. In this year, do not be afraid. Look at what Jehoshaphat did. When he had the bad news, he was not afraid. The second thing he did was to seek God. He went to seek God. The Bible said, and he, he, he said, and Judah gathered together to ask for help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. What we need to do this year is to seek God more. I say what we need this year is to seek God more. Those of us who come to church once in a year, you will miss out. Because as I'm saying this, you will forget by end of March. Also, by June, there you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you okay with me? Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Quickly. And said, O Lord of our fathers, he made a prayer. Move to verse 13 for me. So, the thing that God said to them after they sought him was that do not do what is conventional. They want you to come and fight them. So they are coming through a certain place. They know you know where they are coming. And in those days when they want to start war, they will come and gather in front of your, your zone like that. They will gather waiting. They are standing. You are forced to come out. 
I don't know whether when you were, I don't know where you, where you came from, but where I come from, in those days, you know, playground, we used to fight. And where, when you want to fight, you have a friend. And you say to the friend, psh, psh. then your friend will come and gather some sand in both hands. Then you do this. And you say, if you're a man, slap the sand off my hand. So you have told him. So he will, he will bring it to you first. Then you slap. Then you go to the one you want to fight. Then you see, <laughs> you don't know what is this about. They have slapped the sun. It means they have called an open challenge. You also have to slap the sun out. As soon as you slap the sun, like you are here, you slap the sun. You slap. She will be the first person to push you out. So your friends will push you into the battlefield. How many know what I'm talking about? And that's how we start the fight. You find a friend who is your, your corner man and you gather the sand and come. Have you not realized that Satan always gathers sand to come and fight when you are not you at least expect? First Samuel 17, the Bible says that Philistines gathered in Shoko. They, they were minding their own business. Israel was minding his own business. The Philistines came from nowhere and they gathered their armies into Shoko. We have come. They have, the sun has come out. And in those days, the one who occupies the hill has an advantage because they fight with sticks and stones and spears. So I am here and then the Israel had to be at the valley. If you allow Satan to throw the first punch, you always be in the valley. Before you go to that workplace, pray. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Pray and take the first advantage point. Please. Be the one with the sand. You know, those days, they used to pick on people they know they can beat. So if I know I can beat you, I look at my, my muscles and I look at yours. I'll go and bring him. Through the sun, then that makes me a local champion here. Then those who are here who are thinking otherwise, no, maybe you have to leave this circle and go and play in the other circle. Satan likes to fight and become the local champion if you allow him. Hallelujah. Bible says that give him no place. This year we are giving him no place. In our home we'll give him no place. In our workplace we'll give him no place. In our area we'll give him no place. Wherever it is, we'll take the fight to him. Have you not realized that 70% of fighting is about being able to scare your enemy? Even if they are stronger and bigger than you. Most boxing matches, they are won before they get to the ring. Because as soon as fear comes, you doubt yourself. And when you doubt, the fight is, is won in sec- split seconds. 
So as soon as you doubt yourself, you are thinking about the punch before you realize you are out. <laughs> See, I'll give you the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, you are dri- you are go for driving test. By the time you doubt, you think, hey, how many marks have I got wrong? Before you think, before you, you have made a mistake and you're off. Hallelujah. Let me finish. I have only a few minutes left. Now, all Judah and their little ones and their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Go on. The spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, the son of Zariah, the son of Benana, all these guys, Levites. Go on, next one, quickly. <laughs> and he said, listen to all you, all you Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king Jehoshaphat. That says the Lord, come on, to you. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. That says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid as you enter into 23 and 23. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed because this great multitude for battle, for the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. The battle is not yours to fight. Hallelujah. You see, you will never be a conqueror until you conquer in a battle setting. So you need that fight, but that fight is not your fight. Am I making sense? Somebody is going to fight for you. Uh, did I tell you the story when I was fighting this guy? I used to like fighting a lot when I was younger. And I have two big brothers. So this particular guy, he brought the sand. Because he had meant me. Because I had a football. And you know, you, when you bring the ball, they have to make you choose the captain of the side that will win. But he said no. So he chose, and he didn't choose me. Me that the ball was mine. They didn't make me play. <laughs> so in the middle of the game, I took my ball and went home. <laughs> so, so the guy was very angry with me. The following day when I came to school, we were playing, playtime. And you know, it was a very, it's a sandy place. We are playing. Then the guy brought sand. Fight. Then me, I won't back down in the fight. As for fight, if you bring it out. Even up to today, if you bring a fight, I'll fight. <laughs> I'll fight and repent after. <laughs> so we are fighting. Before I realized, I was down. And sand was in my eyes, my ears, my nose. And I was trying my best, but this time it wasn't working. Before I realized, somebody had come and they t- took me and the guy and turned us. So now I came on top. And they put this knee on the guy's right and this knee on the guy's left. And they left me there. Ah. Sand, stones, Spit. He was eating everything. <laughs> listen, listen. 
Do not be afraid or be dismayed. The fight may look like you are down and you are being beaten from left, right, center, center. But God is coming to pick you up and turn you around and put you on top and, and, and put one knee on the, on the hand and the other and say, do whatever you please. My big brother, they turned, they turned us there and then they left. But they just turned and left. And I was like, I, I, you see, when the sun was all over, that, so when I opened, I realized, hey, the position has changed. I am now on top. The guy who was disciplining me is now, I just went, pushed everything down there. Listen, listen. When you gain advantage, don't feel mercy for Satan. Ah, don't spare him. Don't spare him. When he puts you in a place, make sure that you do damage. Hallelujah. Make sure you do damage. Some of you, God is going to lift you up to certain positions. Make sure that you do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Find jobs for your friends. Do damage to him. Hallelujah. See, I am building warmongers in my church. You see, so Anna became a Christian. This warring spirit hasn't left. I still like fighting. This time, don't fight physical fight. <laughs> Verse 16, quickly. Hey, what type of pastor is this? You look at me, you think I don't like fighting. <laughs> Tomorrow, go down against them. Listen, don't back down on any fight. Don't back down on any challenge. Don't back down on any war. Any battle. See, I, I, I don't like tossing and turning in my sleep because I'm worried about something. It's not, not me. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. There's a problem. The whole night, I can't sleep. I toss and No, 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 no. If I feel like tossing and turning, I'll get up and go and pray. Rather, why am I wasting my eyes and my pillow and my sleep? Do not be anxious for anything. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Take the fight to the enemy. Listen, this year, take the fight on your knees. I don't care whether you like praying or not. Become somebody that everything you do, before you do it, you have prayed about it. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Before you do it, you have prayed about it. You have sought the Lord. And you see, when you hear the Lord speak, act on it. Say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah. Quickly, we move on. And Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go down against them, for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. 
next verse quickly. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head to, uh, with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I don't have time. Then the Levites, okay, go on verse 20. So they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went out. And as they went out, Jerusalem stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall what? Prosper. This year, believe in the word of God. Believe in God's voice. Believe in his leading. Hallelujah. When God speaks, believe it. I say, when God speaks, believe it. Even when it doesn't look like it, believe it. I told you how we got this building. We're driving past in the middle of the night. As we drove, I heard 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago, I heard the voice of the Lord say that this building is yours, I've given it to you. I believed it. At the time, we didn't even have this section as the church. This session was, we didn't have this many people in the church. But I believed it. And because he spoke, I acted on it. I drove home and I walked from the house to this place. And I stood here. It was in the middle of, it's around about this same period, in the middle of winter. And I poured oil on this building. I said, I t- as I've heard you, I claim this building in the name of Jesus. Today we own the building. We haven't finished. The day we'll see our Calvary village and I see the land, I don't care how much it's going to cost. When he speaks and I hear, that's all I need. Hallelujah. Make sure you hear. And when you hear, believe. Because when you believe in the voice, you are established. Today, this church is established on this hill. Because we heard and we believed. The second is that believing is prophets. One of the things we don't do very well is to believe in the prophets. And as I was looking at this scripture, the Lord told me that in 2022, make more declarations and make more prophecies. You know, one of the things I don't do is to prophesy and say that the Lord says, I should tell you this. But that's a gift I have. So sometimes I say it in a conversation, in a very jokey way. If you take it, it's yours. If you don't take it, it's yours. But the Lord told me this year, as I've said, he said, because your people need to hear your voice and believe in it and act on it for them to prosper. Hallelujah. Some of you have missed some interviews and missed some jobs you didn't take because you, you didn't hear me say, go and do that thing. But this year I'll be saying it. I said I'll be saying it. I'll be making more declarations. If only you will hear and believe it. If only you believe it. Yeah, I, 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 the Lord showed me seven prophecies, including yours. And it came to pass. I, I didn't know. I went back my 31st message and I, there were seven of them. I looked and I uh, cross, cross, cross. Before I realized all seven had been crossed. 
So when you hear the voice of the Lord, act on it. Let's read on quickly. Let's finish. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing. The warfare is not conventional. The warfare is not conventional. The strategy that we are going to use in 2023 is not the normal strategy that we've been using. It's not the normal style. Instead of bringing the army to start the fight and be in front, he made the singers go in front. It doesn't make sense. The singers are rather in front. The army is behind. 2023, the unconventional is what you need to do. What doesn't make sense is what you need to do. Force the enemy to play nonsense. Read on quickly. Let's, let's read on. I have a few minutes. They, they went before the army, praising the Lord for his mercy and God forever. Next, next verse. Now, when they began to sing, to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushment against the people of Ammon, against Moab, against Manser, which came to against Judah, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mounser, the Syrians, and utterly killed and destroyed them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Now here comes the prophecy. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude and they were their dead bodies had fallen on the earth. No one escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance. Somebody say an abundance. An abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry and they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry. They had an overflow. They had an overflow of wealth. And they were there three days gathering. Can you imagine? It took three days, 24 hours a day to gather the spells. The jewelry. Because in those days, when they are going to fight, they take all their wealth. Because they didn't have banks. So if you are going to fight and you don't take all your valuables and put it on you, by the time you go and come, it's gone. So that's why they used to like fighting. Because when they fight and you kill the person, everything that is on them is yours. And you see, spiritually, that same applies. Spiritually, when you fight and overcome, every blessing that is hidden in that place is yours for you to keep. So in that workplace that somebody is threatening your job and somebody is trying to fight you, if you fight the person, overcome the person, every blessing in that workplace becomes yours. Hallelujah. It took three days for them to gather. On the fourth day, they assembled at the valley and they, for they were blessed. For, they, for that they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Remember, the overflowing blessing was for you to praise God, for you to be a testimony. 
That's why I said that this year, make sure you share your testimonies. Because that blessing is not for you to sit on it. Hallelujah. Make sure you share your testimony. Make sure that your, you, your river flows to somebody. Some of you, you naturally, you don't know how to give. How many know, know what I'm talking about? How many are like that? Give me a wave. Naturally, find it difficult. No, it's not, not a bad thing. Give me a wave. You, you, when somebody asks you something, before you can think, you say, I don't have it. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay, not you, but you know somebody who is like that. They will say, I don't have. It's like, they, they are holding a bottle of water. Oh, please, can I have some water? Oh, I don't have. You know what they have? And then when you look at them, oh, this is the last one. Some, some of us, that is how we are like. But this year, part of your blessing is learn how to give. Learn how to give. Because that is where your blessing is. Learn how to give. And I gave you categories of the people you must give to. Learn how to give to the poor. Learn how to give to your parents. Learn how to give to your church. Three groups. Learn how to give them. You see, when, you, when your parent blesses you, you are blessed. The prayer of a father or a mother is more powerful than any prophet on the earth. That is why in the old days, when the patriarch is about to die, the children make sure that they go so that the father can release a blessing. Because the father's blessing is inside. Spiritually, your spiritual father also has the same blessing. When they release a blessing on you, you are blessed. Hallelujah. And the poor, when the poor person prays for you, it is the same as your father praying for you or your pastor praying for you. Because God hears the prayer that is made by a poor person on your behalf because you bless them. I have this particular person that I, I send money to regularly. And sometimes when I send money to her, she record a prayer and send it to me via WhatsApp. And sometimes when the prayer, she's praying the prayer, and I'm listening to the prayer, and it's just something small, but the prayer comes from deep. And the blessing that they release is serious. The blessing alone always wants me to send more money to the person. And anytime I send money, they send more prayer. And the prayer is always different. And the prayer is always deep. Sometimes when I'm around and I, I want to motivate myself to send money to them, I pray, I play the last prayer and I listen to it. As I'm listening to it, I feel, no, no, I have to send money to this person. As you release the blessing in your hand, God will give you the overflow blessing. Stand to your feet.